We have with us President of Competition and Operations, Jay Fry, here to my immediate right, and Kyle Novak, the race director. Welcome, Kyle. It's a kind of a new experience being in the IndyCar paddock. He's a fan of boxing, comes to us uh, most recently from the sports car world, and and um, so welcome. Thanks, Good to Kurt. have you. Thanks, Kurt. Happy to be here. Jay, if you'll tell us a little bit about what was uh, what was attractive to you about Kyle's resume and and uh, why you brought him into this position. Um, well, we looked in uh, far and wide. Is this on? Can you hear me? Yeah. Um, and did a lot of research, did a lot of different things, and Kyle's name continued to come up. So at some point we figured out his name's come up enough, so this must be a really good kid. Um, kid, sorry. <laughs> That's a bad way to put it. But um, So we were really, really excited to have the opportunity to talk to Kyle. We had, uh, When we ran with the sports car some, we got to know him some. So it was uh, uh, really a good thing that we were able to get this done. Really excited to have him on board. Um, this could be a, a really long, or we expect really great things, really long-term type situation. So we're really excited to have him. Kyle, let's talk about the differences uh, between uh, the sports car world. Obviously, today is a really good example of that. The cars everywhere they went today, they were in your line of sight on an oval compared to a road course. How was this different, and how do you expect the seri this series to be different for you? Uh, more similarities, really, than differences. I mean, the, the, the one thing about running, running a race, running every session is the core people and the core roles and the core responsibilities are, are largely the same. Um, you know, I think one of the common misconceptions about uh, being a race director is that you're up there by yourself with one radio kind of running, pointing, and, and being a dictator up there. It's really just as much about almost a mission control type scenario where you're managing the room, managing the information flow, just as much as you're managing the uh, particular sporting aspects of the series. So uh, the ovals will certainly be new to me. Um, I've never called a race on an oval before, but uh, we have such a great support and great operational structure here at IndyCar and just hundreds of years and thousands of races of experience that will really, really help me through that transition. You have uh, a background with, with uh, IndyCar racing uh, several years ago. Talk about your experience, where you were at in that point in your career. Yeah, my first, my first really uh, – thrust really into the professional racing side was uh, street course construction, street course design and construction uh, during the champ car days. So had the opportunity to build the Cleveland event, Houston, Denver, and consulted on several more design aspects uh, for many, many more. And, it, you know, so that's really what uh, gave me the firsthand knowledge of the operational aspects of the series, what it takes to put a race together, what it takes to put race control together, and really the nuts and bolts of, of how it takes to to get get these courses put together up and running and running efficiently especially i guess one more thing about your background is interesting your career didn't actually start in in racing it started in football and uh you were on at least as a young uh, young person on the staff uh, of urban meyer at, at bowling green uh tell us a little bit about that urban's gone on to three national championships interesting start to a career yeah, I, I suppose that's one thing Jay and I hit it off on, Jay being a, a former collegiate football player myself, having the opportunity to work in an athletic department, and one of the biggest, uh, coolest things I've done was uh, when Coach Meyer was in his second year at Bowling Green, uh, still getting started, the opportunity to work on his staff for, for a season. Uh, it was something I'll never forget. Yeah, thanks. Questions? We do have a microphone. Bruce? Yeah. 
I think a lot of fans, uh, maybe even some people uh, in the room, might get a little confused as the, the difference between race director and the steward system. If you could just explain the duties that you'll do as opposed to what the stewards do. Yeah. Well, it's just uh, it's that program is going to be the same as it's been the last couple of years, um, where the stewards actually Kyle directs the race with again the, the support staff that's in race control. If there's a issue or a penalty or anything's on track, the stewards review it, and then the stewards report back to Kyle, and Kyle then addresses the penalty to the to the field. So the stewards will still be in charge of penalties. Okay. Questions? Patrick? Uh, if there is one, what is the one thing, Kyle, that's kind of stood out at, you know, in this weekend and in the process of getting up there and preparing for the season? Um, one thing that stood I mean, I'd say a few different things have really stood out in this paddock, and, and it's how open and, and friendly, really, the teams and the owners have been. Um, it's, it's been great to hear, hear their feedback and already. One of the comforting things is in the first driver's meeting that uh, we already had some, I, I'm not going to say controversy, but questions about rules and everything else. Uh, so I love those kind of interactions and, and expect a lot of that to, to continue in this paddock. It's, um, you know, you, a lot of people, you know, say you have to have thick skin, but I, I think, I think the, the, the correct term maybe is to, to have, have big open ears. Um, you know, you can't do this job in isolation. You can't be a dictator. You have to listen to the feedback you get from the teams, the owners, and especially the drivers. Um, so that's been one of the biggest things already I've noticed. Patrick? Can... Uh, Jay, has the goal remained kind of how it's been the last year, two maybe years, for us not to never mention Kyle's name again after today? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, to a degree, unless, you know, it's good things. Um, again, a couple years ago, we tried to take the, the officiating process out of the headlines, you know, and I think that's Max and Ari have done a really good job. Um, one of the things this year we are going to do a little bit different, it will be Max and Ari. So we'll have a two-story program. Um, if there is a tie or tiebreaker type situation, uh, I'll be involved. Kyle will be involved at that point. Um, Max and Ari do a phenomenal job. I think if you look at, again, the last couple of years, there's been, you know, not a lot of drama based on penalties given out. Um, so I, I, we're really pleased with that. We'll continue that. We're excited to have Kyle. What Kyle mentioned, there's a really great group of people in race control that have been around a long time. And when this all happened, that, they were the first people that I called asking them, you know, rate the best race directors you've ever worked with. They work with all kinds of different series. Um, who's the best ones ever? Not just current ones. You know, just give me a list. So we come up with this list. And again, Kyle's name was on everybody's list. So. That was a really exciting, I thought, opportunity for us um, to, when Kyle mentioned he's never done an oval. Well, again, you're, everybody's done something for the first time. And, and, and an oval situation is probably because you can see it and um, it's, it's unique, but it would probably be the least complicated of what we do. Um, so it's, we're, you know, again, we're excited to have him. And, and the other part of the program has been in place for a couple of years and we'll, we'll stay the same. You actually, Kyle, had worked with two or three of the members. What are there? Probably eight people up there. 
uh, in race control, you'd worked with two or three or four of them in years past in different capacities. Yeah, we have a we have a joke amongst uh, ourselves, and I think really in the industry as a whole is sometimes you know your job doesn't change, just shirt on, just your maybe your logo changes. So for a lot of the you know <laughs> probably goes for a lot of people in this room as well, but uh, so many of the people that I work with and had the opportunity to work with are some of the people that I've known all the way back to. Um, the street course construction days and have a great deal of familiarity with them and 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 race control uh, is so much just just like so many other team driven uh, sports it's so much about rhythm the unspoken things you do up there so that familiarity I think you know will continue to carry carry a, a really successful uh, competition platform up there for us okay questions is it Patrick again is Patrick press conference well, I'll, I'll run it for you, Kurt. I got it. Uh, one last question. Jay, the last couple of years uh, we saw technology taking a uh, more of a lead in, in the officiating process, for lack of a better term. Um, example would be Long Beach where the, there's now that copper line down there, the copper wire, so it, right. you know when something moves. Is that going to keep going that, that direction where it's you're not really calling balls and strikes anymore? Right. You're, you're putting that in the hands of technology. Yes, absolutely. And that was a, a great example of that. If you looked at that video, Ten different ways. Again, right now, we I think a couple years ago we talked about this. Going back to a football analogy, you'll watch a replay of a, a catch. Now, if it's a catch twenty times, and you come up with twenty different conclusions. So again, we've tried to eliminate that debate. So that is a way to eliminate eliminate that debate. Is having transponders and places like that on pit out. Um, so yes, we will continue to do that. And even think about this. Last year at Watkins Glen, if you remember, a car went out and came back and hit the transponder. Right? That was he illegal at that time by doing that? No. Um, will that be something that we'll look at again for this year? Would that be acceptable this year? It would not be. So um, there's things like that that we're fine tuning on the process, but it'll 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 continue to get to be more advanced and at more places. Okay. Anybody else? Bruce. Right now you have a bank of screens, but how many different camera angles in them? It depends on the venue. Different venues have different screens and different shots. And I mean, it's we're expanding on that all the time. But like at a place like Road America, that it's such a large, long road course. You need more cameras there. Yes. Right, yeah. Right. So yeah. I mean, how? Uh, how many do we have? How um, difficult is it sometimes to be able to catch everything at a track that's like almost four and a half miles long? Yeah. Well, that would be. I mean, better how often? Um, well, you bring it specifically the Road America example. Road America, actually, of all the road courses uh, that I've ever been to, has the best closed-circuit monitoring. So Road America specifically has a bank of closed-circuit monitors that the track or IndyCar can control individually, scroll and everything else. And those are more fixed areas where we can focus on hotspots. Another resource we have is obviously the TV production area, which, as Jay alluded to, is... Um, directly tied to how many TV cameras we have. And then on top of that, we also have our own infrastructure of closed circuit cameras where if we want to focus and uh, for example, pit out, pit in, or what we think might be a hot spot for incidents, we can set those up in advance of the weekend. So um, all those as far as, um, and IMSA, IMSA had some of the, some great technology. Well, IndyCar leads really, we lead the way now in that race control technology. So. Uh, the bottom line is we officiate, just like any other sport, uh, we're no different. We officiate with the resources we have and what we can see, and we're always looking at ways to improve that. But I'm pretty sure we have as much covered as we really, really can at this time. Mary. 
Welcome, Kyle. Um, but this question's for Jay, not to change the subject, but can you talk a little bit about the feedback you've been hearing from the drivers and teams and owners about the new car? I'm sure you're very happy about it. Yeah, um, I think you know one of the one of the big goals and missions I think we've already accomplished here. If you notice, the cars are going in the corners and they're lifting, right? So that was something that not necessarily was happening before. So yeah, the 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 car we think aesthetically looks really good. It so far has performed like we thought it would here. And um, this was a, a one of our bigger challenges was this racetrack. So um, so far so good. The drivers we talked to ten of them last night. Um, after the session, there were probably 10 different opinions, which was really good. You know, I mean, really, because the cars, they have to do different things. The cars are set up differently. So it's, it's going to be more of an a la carte type situation, I think, and, and on different driver styles. So, um, you know, I mean, this is our first group test we've had this year. So, I mean, so far, so good. Bruce? There's two former football guys, though. Have you gotten been driven crazy by the fact that what looks like catches are often overruled and do you sometimes want to say you know if i was in charge that'd be a catch we wouldn't even be reviewing it yeah. <laughs> go ahead <laughs> <laughs> no, i agree no, i think yes. no i think yes. uh, right. bruce yeah. you touch on a bigger thing i mean you know just as just as the nfl major league baseball and any sport has a competition committee Every year there's hot button issues. For example, the catch, we're, it really brings up a bigger thing. We're always constantly evolving. So on one hand, you could, is, is that inconsistent? Well, you, one could argue that you know, consistency from year to year. Well, at the same time, we're constantly evolving with the feedback from our competition committee, which is many of our drivers, teams, and internally, what we can do to massage things look at things and make those things better so well think of it, it's pretty cool we use film a lot right so we use film the, the stewards will watch with kyle will watch film before we go to st pete before the race here's some things that happened last year here's something to look for after the race we have a post-race review of calls they've made or didn't make or different situations that have happened so it's every it's a couple times every week um so it's something that we use or we find out we need cameras some places that we didn't think of. And, and so we're always evolving. We're always trying to get better. And again, like Kyle said, you do the best you can with what you have. Um, and not always do you have everything you actually need. But we certainly will when we come back. Okay. Anybody else? Well, that's good. Thanks, Kyle. Thanks, Jay. Thank you, for, thank you everybody. Thanks, everyone. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah.